Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. So, my voice is slowly but surely coming back. I did want to jump on today just to give you guys an update of what's really going on in the world. Of course, you guys know probably more than I do right now. Uh, worshiping the creation rather than the creator, the climate crisis is acting as a catalyst for a new world religion. We've seen that going on for years. They've been grooming um, the so-called kids and using school and media and all of that just to, you know, groom people into accepting that. Of course, as Christians know better than that, but we know what really happens to the planet. The Bible tells us. Anyway, more. Russia laughing at America's weakness in wokeness. That article is by David Firiazzo. And uh, as you can tell, you know, we bring home an NBA women's basketball player who hates America, um, you know, going on for and just really could care less. And she's thrown into a Russian prison because she violated the law and brought drugs to a foreign country, Russia of all places, you know. But we bring her home instead of U.S. veteran Paul Whelan, who is now left behind in Russia. And, uh, you know, that just kind of tells us where we're at in the state of the world right now. And, you know, what's really scary is that the Biden administration gave them, gave them a armed weapons dealer and for an NBA player. So right now we have entered into a very dangerous time in the United States because we normally don't do that. The United States does not trade, right? We don't do that. For reasons. But now, here we have it. And it's an absolute disgrace to the United States. Now, trust me, I feel sorry um, for her for being in a... I really do. You know, she's a kid. Well, 30. She's not a kid anymore. But, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, that's got to be bad. I feel terrible for her, you know. But to trade her for what we did and leave Paul Whelan over there? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Not. That's an absolute disgrace. She deserved to be in prison. You know what I mean? But anyway, I'm not I'm not even gonna go there because you know I could get I could get angry and then lose my voice again. We don't wanna do that. <laughs> I'm sure you all get the gist of that though. So anyway, I got Murphy on the air today. You know, my cat, she has got to jump on. You know, she's still moving, blowing and going over here. Anyway, if you just see the look on her face when I talk about her <laughs> Anyway, so what else? Tribulation Saints care for his sheep. And this was, um, this was, you know, and I think about this a lot. You had the book, you know, After the Rapture, What Comes Next. And I wrote that for people who will be left behind. It's like a, a manual of what to do, what not to do, what's going to happen, just as the steps outlined in the Bible. And uh, many other people have that out there as well. I'm going to do an updated version to that because when I wrote that, I, uh, I had COVID. I was very sick. Um, it was in November of 2020, and uh, I wanted to uh, I wanted to get that out there as soon as possible. And so it's strictly like I'm telling you, it is an actual manual. So I do want to do an updated version to that. I'll probably work on that um, in January. But 
Anyway, uh, here at Rapture Ready, this is what they said. He goes, in his previous article, or tribulation, saints, unborn again sheep, we allowed our hearts to consider those who would call upon the name of Jesus during the tribulation as our someday family. In doing so, they become real, living, breathing people to us rather than a group of safely called from a distance, quote, the left behind. And so, you know, we really need to think about that. These people... Um, they will profess their faith by the millions during the tribulation, and they will. They'll come to know Christ as their Savior. They may not know him right now, but they will in the uh, tribulation. And so we really need to think about that. And so that's a good article there at Rapture Ready. Here's the one I really want to talk about. This is DeSantis petitions for grand jury probe of COVID vaccine injuries. Of course, this is on the WND. Um, guys, if you haven't been paying attention, I know you guys have. I know y'all probably watched the the uh, documentary Died Suddenly and watched the water and the little children. Um, if you go to Stu Peter's Rumble uh, channel, you can watch those. I do tell you it is all very disturbing. But uh, if you want to know the truth, then you'll want to watch that. Um, I do not recommend children under the age of like 15 or so watching that. That's uh, I man, I still have nightmares about watching it. But anyway, the truth has to be told, right? You got to know what's going on, and they are killing people um, by the millions, by the millions, in the name of science. You know, um, they have people um, still pushing this vaccine uh, in Canada. I do believe um, there's a bill out there that um, uh, requires you to have the vaccine, regardless of your health, religious, or whatever. It doesn't matter. They have caught you. I think uh, HB uh, or it's um, oh goodness, I can't remember. I cannot remember. If you go to olivetreeviews.org uh, and go to her headlines, you'll be able to find that bill right there. They talk about it. Um, but so here you have um, people in Canada forced, forced into this jab, and um, you know, with no way out, they'll go to prison. Which you know, you're probably better off in prison. Uh, I read a, a very disturbing article about a family. I do believe it was in New Zealand. Uh, they did not. Their daughter, uh, I think it was her daughter, was born with a congenital heart defect. And so she was six months old and she had to have open heart surgery. But they did not want, um, they did not want um, vaccine tainted blood to be given to her. And so that was their main concern. And of course, they were labeled um, conspiracy theorists and like all this other stuff. And, and they said they didn't care what the doctors had to do, but they just did not want um, that blood, um, you know, used. And so ended up at court intervened and ruled in the doctor's favor. The doctors took custody of the baby. And, um, yeah, so they went ahead and uh, gave her uh, the open heart surgery. And, of course, she used vaccine-tainted blood on her. And uh, that was her concern. Of course, once the baby is healed, um, they'll return it to the family. And so, folks, this is where the fine line comes into play we no longer have control over our health and we no longer have control over our children's health now if you've seen these people are dying like dying folks by the hundreds and thousands of millions they're like dropping dead really they really are and uh, every time i turn on my phone or something it's like so and so died so and so died so and so died and uh, you see it, I see it, you can't hide, they can't hide it. And it's been proven it is the COVID vaccine that is causing these injuries and deaths. And uh, that was their plan, it's like a ticking time bomb. You know, it's kind of weird because I have a, a, a science fiction series, it's called Aliens, Demons, um, or Angels. 
and uh, I just uploaded book three, um, I think late last month or maybe earlier this month, I'm not for sure. But anyway, um, you know, and I had wrote this over the last year, but everything I wrote that came out of my head, my imagination actually came to be. Um, and these things are actually coming more and more to be as I wrote out of my imagination in the last couple of years. And I thought, wow, this is crazy. Um, but anyway, the first book, I will admit, is not good. But my brother always tells me, he goes, Heather, the more you write, the better you get. <laughs> he goes, that's the only thing you get better at, the more you do. And I was like, okay. So I do admit the first book probably was not that good. But you can listen to it on um, um, Audible. You can listen to it on Audible. And uh, the lady who uh, narrates that for me is fantastic. She lives over in the U.K., and uh, but anyway, you can listen to that. She's still working on the, the the second book, but I do have three books out there. Um, yeah, they're uber cheap, guys. I I don't write these books um to make a living off of them. I I write them because uh you know it's just you know anytime you have an artist, they just they want people, um you know they want to get your story out there, and so they're super cheap. I just you know most of them are for entertainment, but my nonfiction books are not for entertainment. Those are um you know for uh talking about you know, the false prophets heresies and all that kind of stuff you know i i call all those people out but um and uh you know i'm working on a devotional right now and i'm hoping to get that so hoping to get that done um before january 1st it's a 52 week devotional um anyway and it's, it's kind of neat it's um most people do devotionals on you know grace and they didn't you know i'm looking at one right now grace for the moment max lucido um, I've got that um, devotional sitting in front of me. So there's a lot of great devotional. This devotional that I'm writing is actually for the end times. So how can you live in the end times? And so it's a devotional for that. It's just a remembrance of, you know, what God has promised us, what God has told us. So when all these things start to happen that we see happening right now, where can we turn? We can turn to God's word. And so that's kind of what that devotional is. So it's a little bit different take because you guys know me. Uh, uh, eschatology um, is what God has called me to do. And so that's, you know, kind of what I formulated that about because I look through all these devotionals and everything's for how to be a better you or how to whatever. And I'm like, wait. We kind of need a devotional for the days that we live in right now. So pray, guys, that I can get that put together finally and get that up there. Um, I've been sick and I haven't been able to do much. So anyway, I mean, that I'm working like every single day. Um, I did finally put my foot down and say, look, guys, I, I've got to have Sunday off. There's just no way around it. I'm like, I'm not going to refuse to work on Sundays going forward. And so, of course, you know, I don't work Sundays now. But it's hard when you don't have enough help. Uh, and at one time I was the only one officer working and so now there's two of us. So, but anyway, um, I still take, I still work his days off, which I work doubles on those two days. So anyway, guys pray that we can find somebody pray that I can make the right decision. Also, I've had another job offer, um, come, uh, come my way. And so I'm really contemplating that because if you guys only knew, uh, the stuff that we have to, that we have to enforce, which breaks my heart. But anyway. I mean, I'll tell you, um, I'll tell you right now, if you ride the Greyhound bus, do not ride the Greyhound bus. I don't care what you got to do. Take Amtrak, um, fly, take an Uber, rent a car. You know, it's going to probably cost you a little bit, but probably not as much. I will tell you this. Um, I don't work for Greyhound. Um, I work for a company that we're contracted through. So anyway, long story short, um, you know, uh, the one that I work at is just a ticket agency, and um, it is freezing cold here. I know you guys don't think Texas gets cold, but in the Panhandle, we get cold. 
and uh, we're like that little part that sticks up above Texas, you know. People don't really consider us much. They're like, oh, those people, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so these people, like, uh, if they come to buy a ticket, like, whatever, they say the hours are like 2 to 6, um, 10 to, to 2 or whatever, and then 5.30 to 11 is all this place is open. And so if you dropped your grandmother off and your grandmother has purchased a ticket, but they close that station down at 6 o'clock. Guess what? Guess what? Your grandmother is outside on the curb in a very bad part of town, freezing cold by herself. Let me tell you, um, these are the rules and these are the things that we have to enforce. And uh, after yesterday, I gave my notice um, to my branch manager and I told him, I said, as a Christian I can now during the days when the weather's nice, it's not that big of a deal. But now, uh, weather's getting really cold and very windy, and I can't do it. I can't do it with a good conscience. If any of you guys have any other um, suggestions that I could do, um, you know, they can bring in officers who are hateful and mean, and I'm not like that at all. You guys probably know me by now. Um, you know, we give blankets out, and I do the best that I can. I pray with people. Um, you know, I do the best that I can, but and all I can't have a good conscience. It's like I told my branch manager. I said, when I stand before God one day and he's going to ask me, Heather, why would you put those people out in the cold? <laughs> what am I going to say? Well, my job told me I had to do that. And so um, you guys see my dilemma. <laughs> um, I have been offered a, another position um, that's not doing security work. And so I would be working from home. Um would not have anything to do with anything like that. So, guys, if you would keep me in your prayers. Um, you know, he told me to hold off on my resignation until this afternoon, which is this afternoon. Um, but anyway, um, I'm still leaning towards, you know, I, I just don't know. I mean, if it's not me that's going to be, there's going to be somebody there that's going to, you know, be mean or hateful. It's good those people that have a chip on their shoulder or whatever, you know, uh, which could make things worse. But at the end of the day... I just, I can't do it. <laughs> so anyway, guys, uh, just, you know, think about that. But I will tell you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ride Greyhound. <laughs> no way. Ever. Never. Anyway. So let's talk about this article very quick. The scientists petitions for grand jury probe of the COVID vaccine injuries. This is by Art Morth on WND.com. So Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis announced Tuesday at a roundtable with prominent health scientists he will petition for a statewide grand jury to investigate any harm done by the COVID-19 vaccines. He goes, quote, today, I'm announcing a petition with the Supreme Court of Florida to impanel a statewide grand jury to investigate any and all wrongdoing in Florida with respect to COVID-19 vaccines, DeSantis said. And you can hear Murphy in the background. She is applauding that. She is in total agreement, my cat, I'll tell you, so wise. <laughs> anyway, he goes, quote, we anticipate that we will get the approval for that. That will be something that will be impaneled most likely in the Tampa Bay area. And that will come with legal processes that will be able to uh, more, will get more information uh, and to bring legal accountability to uh, for those who committed misconduct. And so... Among the uh, participants in the roundtable in West Palm Beach, Florida, were Dr. J. I cannot pronounce his last name, Batacaria of Stanford, uh, Dr. Tracy Hoegg of University of California at Davis, and former Harvard epidemiologist Martin Kulldorff, and author, podcaster, and former science professor Britt Weinstein. And so, goes on to say, 
Uh, at a roundtable last Wednesday in the nation's capital, led by Senator Ron Johnson, a Republican of Wisconsin, um, a representative, uh, acclaimed cardiologist Dr. Peter McAuliffe, of course, he's fantastic, guys, and was among the health scientists calling for the COVID-19 vaccines to be immediately withdrawn. At the DeSantis event Tuesday, uh, Florida Surgeon General Joseph Lepedo said the state also is initiating a program to study the incidence of myocarditis in people who died within weeks of receiving COVID-19 vaccinations. This is going to be a surveillance study, working with some of our medical examiners in Florida. He goes on to say, we're uh, also going to be working with the University of Florida, so there will be a component that has more of a research or research forum to it. Uh, but we will answer this question, Lepedo explained. It is a question that I'm sure keeps the CEOs of Pfizer and Moderna up late at night, hoping no one ever looks, but we're going to look here in Florida. DeSantis also announced the creation of a public health integrity committee to assess recommendations and guidance related to public health and health care, but particularly being able to offer critical assessments of things that bureaucracies like the FDA, the CDC, and the NIH are doing. Folks, you guys can read all about that, and you can actually watch everything that DeSantis has to say there at the WND.com, WND.com. Go check it out. So, anyway, he goes on to say, um, meanwhile, the White House continues to urge Americans to get vaccinated. Even if you've gotten vaccinated or boosted, even if you've had COVID before, get the updated vaccine to protect you and your family ahead of the holidays, the message reads. The unintended overwhelming negative response to the tweet, however, known as the ratio, reflected the fact that only an estimated 13% of adults have chosen to get the bivalent Omicron variant specific booster. Folks, it says Washington Post reported last month the majority of Americans dying from the coronavirus received at least the primary series of the vaccine. Guys, if you haven't noticed that, uh, it's actually in the Washington Post. 51% of people who are dying from COVID have been vaccinated, vaccinated, and boosted. So, uh, that I'm going to tell you. But yet they're still pushing this vaccine. When the truth is out there, they're still pushing this vaccine. Who, in their right mind, still believes this? Who believes this? Everybody has had COVID. Everybody. Okay? Whether you've had the boost, whether you've had the vaccine, the jab, the who knows. It is a complete lie. Complete lie. It is a deception in the end days that I get irate. Um, When I think about these things, because they have murdered people, they have murdered children, teenagers, parents, daughters, uncles, mothers, fathers, everybody, children, babies in the womb. They murdered them with this vaccine. And yet, they're still pushing it. And the sheep out there are still sucking it up. Oh, gosh, I've got to get my 35th booster. (laughs) Really? God. If you think COVID is the worst thing these people are going to throw out into this world, let me tell you something. They have got some wicked, evil schemes and plans, folks. And they'll probably unleash something a heck of a lot worse than COVID-19. Anyway, it's no wonder everybody has this upper respiratory thing that nobody can really pinpoint. (laughs) Nobody really knows. It's some really strange, um, more strange, uh, what do you call it, symptoms. So, uh, yeah, welcome to the age of bioweapons that they use on their own people. And if you don't think our government will do that, look at our military. Think about what they've done to our military. And then think again. Look at Australia. Those people are like, they're going to throw you in prison if you don't get this jab, if you don't get this vaccine, if you don't get this experimental drug. If you don't get this and risk your life of dying from a hemorrhage or blood clot or massive heart attack, guess what? 
<laughs> you're going to go to jail. I don't know what you guys, but I would probably choose jail um, over something like that. If I knew what I was putting into my body was harmful, God says our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so we as Christians have to be careful what we put into our body, right? Uh, I know you guys know that. Um, that's a big proponent of what, you know, I say, hey, um, you know, I try to eat clean. I don't eat a lot of junk. I don't eat garbage um, unless I'm like stuck at work and I have to hit the vending machine. But then I still try to get the non-GMO chips, you know, the Boulder Canyon chips. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But uh, guys, um, I've got to get off here. I got to head to work, but I did want to throw that up there for you. And if you want to go check this article out to give you something to read, it's at prophecynewswatch.com. And that is enlisting doctors as evangelists to preach the gospel of transgenderism. Yes, folks. Levine, who graduated from Tulane University School of Medicine, further said that opposition to this, quote, treatment represents a hateful attack on science and compassion, one that all good doctors must condemn as a damnable heresy. There's a little taste of that. Guys, you can go check that out. Anyway, for more articles and headlines, please go to olivetreeviews.org. And look at her RSS feeds. She's got some fantastic feeds. But guys, with that, I've really got to go. i got to go to work. And uh, may God bless each and every one of you, especially during these end days. And Lord, Father God, I thank you so much for today. God, I thank you for the opportunities that you give each and every one of us today. Lord, if there's any way that we can share your love with those who don't know you, Lord, I pray that you give us that opportunity. And Father God, if there's those who need encouragement that are our brothers and sisters, Father God, I pray that you give us that opportunity as well today. Father God, please help us to be the light. Please help us to be your light, to show your love to this lost and dying world. And Father God, I ask that you give us boldness to do these things, God. I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak through us today. Father, I ask you all of these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, guys. Get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha.